Well, guess where we're turning? <laughs> Matthew 6, that's right. And we're on that forgiveness thing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, forgiveness is tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those things that's simple, but it's not easy. Uh, it's tough theologically. It's tough emotionally. And, and frankly, when I say it's tough theologically, we'll look at why, because we have this whole conditional thing going on, and it's, we don't see that God doing things conditionally. We see God's doing things unilaterally, but here he's conditional. And, and, but that's still easy compared to the emotional side of forgiveness uh, because it only deals with our mind understanding something, the, the, that whole theological side, but the emotional side is our heart, our whole will and self and all those things. Uh, and so what we're going to see as we look at this, this short little Father, forgive or and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors, is the way it says here. Uh, we're going to see that the Bible really does teach conditional forgiveness. Uh, we're going to explore what that means and, and how we can put it into practice and what it says about us if we're not able to give forgiveness. Okay. So conditional forgiveness, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Every now and then I sit here and I say, you know, if I was to rewrite this, <laughs> it would say, uh, forgive us our debts, period, right? And then move on to, and lead us not into temptation. And skip that whole part about, as we also have forgiven our debtors. It, it feels more like what God would do, doesn't it? Doesn't, I mean, we go to God, we say, please forgive me. And it's not like God to say, well, wait a minute. How much have you forgiven those who, who uh, have offended you? Because like, uh, but God, you, you didn't save me conditionally. You, know, you don't do other things conditionally. You bless me unconditionally. Why would you forgive me conditionally? I, I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, he saves us unconditionally. Why should this be conditional? But he says it. He says, forgive us our debts. How about this one? Forgive me my debts and help me to forgive my debtors. I mean, I, I'm asking for help for it, right? I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying I'll do it. <laughs> I'm saying, God, please help me to do it. But, but that's not the way he put it. The reality is I don't get to rewrite it. Neither do you, by the way. Uh, my wish that I could doesn't point to a problem with the scripture. Yeah, that's right, Becca. Who does it point to a problem with? <laughs> yeah, the problem is with me, that I have a hard time with what Scripture actually says. And, and the thing about this is this is a repeated teaching. I mean, look at this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We have subject, 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 subject. Which subject does he come back to immediately after amen? For if you forgive others <laughs> for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. This is the only one. Uh, the only subject of what he covered that he felt a need to come back and, and hit the emphasis button on, right? He came back and he repeated. He didn't need to feel the need to do that with any other part of this prayer. But with this forgiveness thing, he came back immediately. And just in case you missed it, when he says, forgive us our debt as we have forgiven others, he says, now, just so you didn't miss it, if we forgive ourselves, we receive forgiveness. But if you don't forgive others, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Did you miss that part of the prayer, disciples? Right? 
Uh, you, you can hear that. Just, he, he removes any doubt that we might have misunderstood what he said. God's forgiving us is conditional on us forgiving others. And then we find the whole thing again. If you want to flip ahead uh, a few pages to Matthew 18, right? This is where our scripture reading was from, except it's after that same chapter, immediately after Peter asked the question. Peter asked the question, well, what are my brother's sins against me for uh, seven times? Do I forgive him seven times? And Jesus says, I tell you not seven, but 70 times seven. And then he says, right, up to 70 times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with uh, his slaves, right? And he goes on and tells the story of a man who has forgiven much, but then wouldn't forgive a little. And when the king saw this man who he had, the king had personally forgiven such a tremendous, and by the way, the little was not little. If you work it out, uh, the numbers and the math on these things, the amount he was forgiven was in the multiple millions of dollars. The amount he refused to, pray, to, to forgive was in the thousands of dollars. Now, frankly, if you owe me a thousand, thousands of dollars, I'm not going to write that off very easily either, right? Because it's a big deal, but it's nothing compared to what was given him, right? And, and when the king who had forgiven this guy such a tremendous amount sees this guy unwilling to forgive his servant, the king responds with anger. You worthless, ungrateful snot. I mean, that's not, not exactly his words, right? Uh, but you hear what he says. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? He expects us to respond to others the same way he responded to us. And he's giving this, he's, he's repeating this emphasis, this message, this lesson of conditional forgiveness. If I forgive you, uh, then you should forgive others. If you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. It is, it is a repeated thing. And let me read just the, the last part of that. I started it. Should you not have had mercy? And his Lord, moved with anger, handed him over to the torturers until he should repay all that was owed him. But so are my heavenly Father will also do to the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. You go, wow, wow. But wait a minute, God, <laughs> why is this conditional? Why are you doing this one this way? And, 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 and he, he just plain repeats it. We find, we find smaller samples. We find one in Mark. We find it, find it in Luke a little bit. But Matthew really hammers this point home. And when God repeats something, right, God's like us. When he repeats something, he wants to make sure we get it. Right? How many times have I told you? Right? It's like, by this time it should have sunk in. That, that, that's what we're saying. Jesus uh, repeats this, and he doesn't merely repeat it. He immediately repeats it with explanation and enlarges on it. And, and the simple message is there. Forgiveness by God is dependent on our forgiveness of others. Now, so let's understand for a minute what that means, because this could have a lot of us going, oh no, I'm going to go to hell. <laughs> okay, and that's not what it's saying. Uh, our, our salvation is not dependent on our forgiveness of others. Scriptural truth is, is taught sometimes in two realms. There is the eternal heavenly realm, and there is what we call the temporal realm, this temporary earthly realm where we're living right now. For instance, uh, let's, let's look real quick at a passage in Romans. I'm going there just to make Pastor John happy. Yeah. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. <laughs> is there a verse I couldn't have referred to? <laughs> uh, in Romans chapter 8, we find this teaching about what God has done for us 
when he called us, right? And he says what he has done, and, 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 and there's the way he says it. So Romans 8, verse 30, he says this, And those whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. And you have to notice that justified and glorified are in the same past tense that called is. So he called you, he justified you, he glorified you. Now, in the temporary realm, does this thing look glorified to you? <laughs> do you see the glow? You know, do you, do you, do you see the body that, that uh, feels no pain and, 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 uh, doesn't age, right? Do you see any of that? This is not a glorified body. And yet he says glorified. What's going on? There is the eternal permanent realm where I am glorified right now. See, I would like to actually have that right now, but I am in this temporary, temporal body that is not glorified right now. Amen? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, so, so these, it's a truth taught in two realms. That's what this forgiveness thing is. There is forgiveness. We are forgiven. We come to Jesus Christ for salvation. We are forgiven our sins, all of them, immediately for all time. And we are forgiven and made perfect in heaven so that, that if we die at any time after coming to Christ, we, he, God sees a blank slate on our sin chart. He sees because it's been taken away. Jesus Christ paid for it all. But here in this world, we have our temporal situations where we need to give forgiveness also, right? One realm is eternal, where the truth is ultimate, and it applies absolutely until we get there. We're in this realm here, right? We're declared holy in God's sight. That's the word, what the word saint means, right? The Bible is written to the saints in Rome, the saints in Corinth, the saints in Galatia. What are they? The, the people who are saved, and especially when you read to the saints in Corinth, because if you read 1 Corinthians, you go, whatever these people are, they ain't saints. <laughs> these people had every problem in the book, but he calls them saints. Why? Because he has set them apart and declared them holy. They just haven't arrived at it physically and practically in this world yet, right? And, and, and so he, we're holy. We're just not there yet. We're eternal in temporary bodies. Uh, we're glorified. We're not yet glorious. What is being spoken of here is the forgiveness we, not the forgiveness we get when we accept Christ, but the forgiveness of our, that we see in our daily life. Uh, and so you go, well, then what difference does it make? What do I care if I'm forgiven here so long as I'm forgiven there? What practical difference does it make? What does it look like? Well, Matthew 18, the, what, what I just looked at with the servant and the, un, the unforgiving servant, is he compares it to prison and being handed over to torturers, or your version may say tormentors, right? Uh, and, until the full debt is paid. And by the way, the amount is unpayable. I mean, when you work in prison, you get prison wages, right? How long at prison wages is it going to take you to pay a debt of millions of dollars? <laughs> it's, it's impossible. It's unpayable. We have an unpayable debt that we owe, and we will pay for the rest of our lives. And so what does that mean? Un unforgiveness means you keep your anger. You don't get to let go of your anger. So, oh, I put away my bulletin. I didn't get a pick at random. You know, the last when I practiced did this, I got John. John was you. Okay. John, yeah, so John Sandigan. If you don't know John, John, raise your hands. Everybody knows who the, who the guy is who offended me so deeply. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what he did. <laughs> he, he spit on my new car. <laughs> my, 
Remember the Hakalugi tribe. <laughs> and, and I saw it. And every time I see him, I burn with anger. Right? I, every time, every time I just, I just burn with anger. Now, if I forgave him, I don't burn with anger. But he owns me right now. He owns me until I forgive him. And so 30 years from now, the car's a pile of rust sitting in, a, in, a, in the junkyard, and I'm hobbling along on my cane, and I see John Sandy grin, and I go, oh, oh that guy, he burns me up. You know, why? Well, he, 30 years ago, he spit on my car. <laughs> anger owns you. It, 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 you are trapped in your anger when you do not forgive. That's part of the prison. You become bitter. It doesn't just happen when you see that one person. It becomes an aspect of your life. You become a bitter and angry person. When you see someone who is bitter and angry, they got there because they have been offended and not let go of the offense. And it has hung on to them, and it is a rot in their soul. Right? Uh, nobody, we aren't born that way. Children aren't born bitter. It's something we earn. <laughs> we, we manage to gain the right to. Unforgiveness does that. It's compared to a prison. It steals your joy. It takes away your peace so that you go to bed angry and you wake up angry and you dream angry <laughs> and, and, and you can't get away from it. And the person you have refused to forgive keeps that part of you and has control of your emotions. And, and, and your attempt to punish that person punishes you far more than it punishes them. They look at it, and, 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 and uh, John has long forgotten that he ever spit on my car. He was, he was actually aiming for that ant crawling down there. And, you know, I don't know, what, I don't know why. I don't know why, John, you spit on my car, but I just want you to know I forgive you. <laughs> no problem. Let's look at the words used real quickly. If your Bible says sins, that's fine. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That's okay, but the word is debts as in a financial debt. Uh, and and uh, the word is debtors, those who have a debt against you. So, so, so that kind of helps us to understand. Uh, uh, the word is debt. It's something you owe or something that is owed to you, right? So when the guy owed the king money and the king forgave him the debt, uh, when the other servant owed him money and he forgave him the debt, it's the same word, debt. Forgive us our debts, what we owe you, God, because of what we've done and how we've offended you. As we forgive others, those who have offended us, and, and we forgive that debt that they have to us. Uh, and so to forgive a debt is to release someone from that debt. It, it, is, it is to release it. If, if, you know, the, the, uh, guys, guys don't use the word forgive to other guys, Right? I'll let it go. Okay, don't worry about it. It's gone. Yeah, that's yeah. It's that is. I don't know. Forgive feels like a weak word, I guess. But let it go. That's you know we're not making a big deal out. We just let it go. It's no big deal. Not a problem. That's fine. That's adequate. That fits the bill. You are letting go of the debt. The debt is no longer there. It's been. It's it's off the chart. I don't have an accountant ledger saying anymore that you owe me anything for that because I have forgiven you. I have let it go. I have released you from that debt. And so God has forgiven us a tremendous debt. Why can't we let go of a smaller debt? Jesus Christ on the cross 
paid the total of every sin you've ever done. Right? This guy may have done a great sin against you, but it doesn't equal that. I'm not saying it wasn't. He doesn't say it's a small debt. He doesn't say it's inadequate. Like I say, it's an amount that adds up to thousands of dollars, today's market value, right? But, but comparatively, we need to let it go. We're not, so when we talk, let's take it away from money and bring it back to offenses, what that person has done to you may be a serious and great offense. We're not pretending it's not. What we're saying is you still need to forgive that person. Right? You need to be able to do that. Jesus did that for us. And God is, is willing to forgive us, not just in that eternal realm, but in this realm too. But as he sees us refusing to forgive others, as he forgave us, he responds. And he responds, as we see here, with anger. You wicked slave. I forgave you so much. You won't forgive a little. I'm sending you to prison until you pay the whole amount. I want to tell you, you don't have to pay the whole amount. All you have to do is forgive. <laughs> and in that sense, you've paid the whole amount, and you're let go. Uh, once you let go, the hold that that anger and bitterness uh, has on you is gone. It's gone. Uh, it, it, it's no longer there. He doesn't take away that ultimate forgiveness. He doesn't take away the forgiveness he's already given us, uh, but we, we end up paying for our sins down here because we don't forgive others their sins. So, so we look at what it actually... And, and, Catch this, as we're looking at these words, what they say, look at, look at what, he, look at the way it says it. Okay, the King James and the New King James make this a little bit less obvious. They say, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. Uh, the NASB, the ESV, the NIV, the HCJB, the Holman Christian Standard Bible, the New Living Tra Tra Translation doesn't use the word also, but they all say, as we also have forgiven. And, and you see, you see, hear what the prayer is doing? It is putting our forgiveness up on display and saying, God, forgive me the way I have forgiven others. I mean, oh, God, don't ask me to do that. I don't mean like swearing, oh God, but I mean like, oh God, <laughs> speaking to God, don't ask me to do that. Don't ask me to put my righteousness on display and ask you to be as good to me as I am to others. I, I set a horrible standard, Lord. I want more from you than what I have done. But that's what, the, that's what it, I, I, I don't see how to get around that. Lord, you see how I've forgiven others. Please forgive me that way. It, it's there. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. As you see how I've forgiven my debts, please forgive my debts that way. And I'm going, I don't, I don't like that. God, <laughs> you know, he's not, he's, <laughs> I don't know what you vision if you would look at God, but he's never sheepish. You know, he's never like, oh, I guess you caught me on that one. He means what he says. He says what he means. So, so it's kind of funny because John walks in as I'm working on this, and he walks in and he says, how's it going? I says, how does this sound? God, you see how I've uh, forgiven other people. Why don't you forgive me that way? And he goes, Whoa. Arrogant much? <laughs> sounds, sounds just a little cocky, doesn't it? Like, uh, it's, it's, I, I hadn't even thought about it that way until he said it, but it's like, wow, he's right. Uh, please, Lord, forgive me better than I forgive others. 
because while I try, I fail. But this is the standard that Jesus gave us. This is the standard that he set in prayer. That's what he says. So, so let's talk about forgiveness in practice. And from there, I want to move to the emotional cost of forgiveness. Because cost is the right word, because we're talking about debts. And if somebody doesn't pay it, then you have to pay it yourself. And it is real. There is nothing in this passage that says it's not real. Anybody who has had a hard time forgiving somebody else, anybody else for anything ever, understands that really well. And by the way, when I say that, I'm pretty sure I can just wave my finger, you know, and it's landing. Because we've all been offended. We've all had people do us wrong. Some of us have suffered much more greatly much more greatlier than others. And it caused a conflict. That hurt me so much, God. How can I just forgive that? How can I just let that go? But what's your option? What's your alternative to that? If you have a debt and it's not going to get paid back, you might as well just write it off instead of looking at it again and again and again and saying, that makes me so angry. Write it off so you don't get angry anymore. You don't have the money back, but it doesn't hurt you anymore. You let it go. There really isn't an option. Here's an option. Okay, God, let me get just a little payback first. <laughs> after, after I exact a pound of flesh, then I'll forgive them. Or, or you'll hear something like, well, they haven't earned it. They've done nothing to deserve my forgiveness. If you earn it, it's not forgiveness. You don't deserve it. It's not how it works, right? Sometimes, try this one, because I think this is very real. Sometimes you've got that hurt in your past, and it's someone who's, who you don't see very often, and it's easier just not to bring it up, right? So the offense is there, you haven't forgotten it, you haven't forgiven it, but you don't want to bring it up, because to bring it up means you'll feel the pain again. Especially if you think the person is a jerk and will not care. You, you remember what you did to me? Oh, would you just let it go? That was a long time ago. No, you don't understand. What you did to me really hurts. I don't care. Right? Do you want to bring it up to that guy? You don't want to bring it up to that guy. You're just inviting more pain to yourself. Uh, and all you're trying to do is forgive him. But, but he's, he's being hard on it. And, and so you don't want to bring it up. You'd rather just ignore it. I, these are hard. Forgiving sin, can, I don't, can, it's like ripping off a bandage, you know? That you, you can't do it slow. <laughs> I mean, you can, but it just makes, the, you, you just rip it off. You just do it. Uh, you, you jump into the cold water <laughs> instead of, you, you can do this all you want. <laughs> Eventually, you got to get in. Forgiving sin can be like that. You know it's going to hurt until you put it off, but eventually you have to do it, and it will not get better until you do. It will not get better until you give the forgiveness. If you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. How? How can I do this? You know, sometimes the person is literally gone. 
passed away, gone, gone from your life, uh, or, or just far away. You can, you can forgive them in absentia in a case like that. I believe God will honor that. Dear Lord, um, I, I, I can't do this in person, so please forgive Uncle Don. Right? Maybe Uncle Don is dead. Dear Lord, I don't have a chance, but I need to do this. Please forgive Uncle Don. Right? Then I, I, think, I think God will honor that if, if you really don't have the chance. But if, but if you do have the chance, I think you need to go to Uncle Don. Now, I don't know why I'm picking on Uncle Don, but uh, you do have the chance. You need to go and talk to Uncle Don regardless of what he'll do. And, and you tell him what he did. You don't minimize it. Because if you minimize the offense, you minimize everything about it. And it's a big deal or you wouldn't be in this situation. And so it's like, it's like cutting out part of the cancer. What's the point of that? You need, to, you need to address the whole thing. Here's what you did. And that's not pleasant to talk about for either of you. It's not... It doesn't feel good to you for bringing it up. It certainly doesn't feel good to him or her for having it brought up. But it, it puts the a situation right there, and then you say, and I forgive you. And in this case, I think it's really important to use the word forgive because saying uh, it's, it's no big deal, <laughs> it's all right, don't worry about it anymore, doesn't carry the weight and in, in this case, we're talking. I mean, you, you just feel this. I think that this is a, this is the, the big offense. You say, "I forgive you." What's that mean? It means you will not seek vengeance on the issue. You will not expect anything back from the person. It. I, I want to emphasize this as much as I can. It does not mean you trust him. To forgive is not to be stupid, and that's, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean, so I'm going to give you a, a control of my bank book again, or I'm going to trust you with my child, or I'm going to, you know, whatever it is. You, you, to forgive is not to, to trust, because trust is not the same thing. Forgiveness can mean restoration to a certain extent, but not complete sometimes. Maybe that can come out a lot better. I forgive you, I ask God to forgive you, and I wish you well. And you have just let yourself out of prison. You have freed yourself. Right? And sometimes what that means is you've allowed healing to begin. And by the way, emotional healing can take time just as physical healing takes time. And so it doesn't mean you're, you're going to suddenly spring up and feel lighter than air, but I guarantee you, you will feel better immediately. You've let yourself out of prison. Your bitterness will leave. Your anger will dissipate, and your joy will return. What if you just can't bring yourself to forgive them? You just can't make yourself do that. Okay, I don't want to hurt you because you're dealing with a hurt right now that you say is so much, I can't do it. That is not telling me about him. That's telling me about you. It says something about you that you say you cannot. Because you can, but you will not. And if you will not, the question is why? Do you not believe God? Do you say, my pain is more valuable to me than God is? 
Because we own our pain. It's ours. We, it's righteous. This person really did it. We own it. Your inability to forgive says more about you than it does about them. There, there's nothing in this. You know, there's a few things. I, I wanna, I'm going to throw this out just as a freebie. Okay? Honor your father and mother has nothing to do with your father and mother. It's telling us about you, not them. Because some of us, some of us, it's easy to honor our fathers and mothers. It's awesome. We're so glad to do it. Some of us, we go, you don't know my father. You don't know my mother. That's not the point. It's not addressed to your father and mother. It's addressed to you. Forgiveness is not addressed to the person who offended you. It's addressed to you. It's, it's, it's not about them. It's not about what they did. It's not about how bad they are or how bad they will continue to be. It's about you. Can you forgive them? There's nothing in this that says anything about anybody deserving forgiveness. That's not part of the discussion. It only tells us about our need to give forgiveness. (sighs) When you pray, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God, you are God. You are holy. Thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Let me be submissive to your will. Let me do what you want. Give us this daily daily bread. Meet our needs. And Father, you know, at that point, forgive. And out <laughs> Some of these things are just hints from experience. I don't want to take my experience as, as authoritative or anything like that. But if you start by saying, God, I forgive them, it makes it easier to go to them and say you forgive them. <laughs> Maybe it's cheating, you know, maybe it's baby steps, but start there. But don't leave it there. Uh, If there's somebody needing your forgiveness, then give it. It's part of the prayer he wants us to do. And having done that, then you are free to ask God to forgive you. And, And the freedom and the joy that comes with that. Let's close in prayer. Father, in all honesty, I can't think of anybody right now that I feel a need to forgive, and and I thank you for the freedom of that. But Lord, I know in this group there are people who have things they need to forgive. Lord, on behalf of those people, I ask for you to accept forgiveness. Father, speaking for others, I say I forgive them, those people. Who did this. Father, I ask for opportunities to do it in person, and I ask for the freedom and joy that comes with that. In Jesus' name, amen.